Sports with the Z and a T. We are back. Another big episode ahead. I am Bryce Linsky alongside Taylor Lattimore. We are, of course, presented by Godzilla Media, sponsored by Mohawk Honda, Johnstone Supply in Troy, and Saving Face Barbershop up in Saratoga Springs. We got a loaded episode for you guys this week. We will try to be as efficient as possible. We have college football. Uh, we have the obvious NFL talk that we have. We have our fantasy segment. And if we have time, some baseball because the playoffs start. And there was some news with the player that moved up the home run list. We'll get to that. Um, but let's start with uh, college football, Taylor. And uh, it was uh, it was a week full of the scaries, um, to be honest with you. Uh I mean, Georgia, let's start right off the rip. Georgia almost lost to Missouri on the road. And I mean, look, uh, you know, Georgia obviously is much better than what they showed against Missouri. But at the same time, uh, maybe this kind of showed that Missouri, uh, you know, found a way to potentially beat Georgia, even though they didn't. You kind of <laughs> saw you know, what you need to do against Georgia, which is really take away uh, the run game and force Stetson Bennett to throw the ball, which he really struggled to do most of the night. Uh, Missouri just kind of ran out of gas down down the stretch in the fourth quarter, giving up 14 points and ended up losing 26-22. But Georgia looks beatable. They, they, had, they have that game, and that's what we talk about in college football every single week. You never know what's going to happen because all it takes is one game. Georgia dodges a bullet. Yeah, it was a tight game. I was paying attention loosely to it um, as the the day was going on, and you start getting the reports, or like the stat updates, and I was checking the scores, and you see Georgia's down like fourteen to to seven or six or whatever it was, fourteen to three, I think at one point, um, or something like that. And it was it was like, oh, is Georgia gonna falter? Um, in the end, they didn't. And you know, we always say a win's a win. Like this only we only split hairs with wins and losses like this when it's, we're talking about two undefeated teams. If Georgia's undefeated, they'll probably still uh, make it to the, the final four oh, yeah. here, whether it's second place or fourth, um, even with one loss, but you know, it, they did show that Georgia can look mortal once in a while. Not so much as we can say for Alabama, but like right now, Georgia looks mortal. And I think uh, the conversation goes for the next team that we're going to talk about, which is number two, Bama, uh, who also had a week full of scares and has some concern moving forward. Um, I, I mean, they got out to a hot start against Arkansas. Looks like they were going to boat race Arkansas. Then Bryce Young tries to scramble right, gets slammed into the ground, lands awkwardly on that elbow. He is rolling around in pain, gets helped off to the sideline, throws his helmet down and goes right to the medical tent. He doesn't come back out the rest of the day. That uh, kind of snowballed into an Arkansas comeback before Bama put 21 points back on the board in the fourth quarter and pulled away from them. But there's obvious longevity concern here with Alabama if Bryce Young is expected to miss significant time. Now, obviously with college sports it's a little different than the nfl they don't have to tell us what the severity is of the injury so it's been crickets out of tuscaloosa about how severe bryce young's injury is but 
it's something to keep an eye on because it you don't know if it they they claim it's a sprained AC joint. It wasn't as much the elbow, but a sprained AC joint could be one week, could be zero weeks, and it could be six. And I don't know if Alabama can afford Bryce Young to be out with their upcoming schedule being what it is, and it, it's daunting. Uh, to tell you the truth, you have Texas A&M, Tennessee, Mississippi State, LSU, and Ole Miss, all within the next five weeks. So, uh, you, you know, when you look at, you know, what Bama is now, obviously we believe, I think you and I both agree, that they're the best team in the country. Um, but at the same time, <laughs> without Bryce Young, Heisman Trophy winner, an inexperienced wide receiver group you're throwing a true freshman out there at quarterback um you know can bama keep getting away with this when mac jones got hurt they did get away with it with bryce young but now you know what what's it going to be uh when it comes down to you know having bryce young out of the lineup if he misses time bama could be uh, in a little bit of trouble here and you're muted buddy Thank there you. he is. There he is. All right. Um, anyway, what I was saying is we'll we'll see. We'll see. Um, you know, they still won 49 to 26. Mm-hmm. Um, they they leaned on that running game. Gibbs had over 200 yards uh rushing and two touchdowns. So I mean, when you have that to rely on, you don't necessarily need your quarterback. Um, whether they can continue that against tougher teams, I mean, Texas AM is one thing. Um, Tennessee is going to be a really hard one. Tennessee is ranked eighth right now, so that's going to be a, a a really hard test for them. But I'm not too worried. Um, if anyone can hold down the fort, do I trust it? it it's Alabama and Nick Saban. Um, so we'll have to see how they play against Texas A&M, whether, um, and if we get any info on Bryce Young's injury, because like you said, they haven't really said anything. They said AC joint sprain or whatever. He's day-to-day, whatever that means. Um uh as you know um mac jones and the patriots would say they're taking it day by day yeah we'll, we'll see um uh so yeah I'm, I'm not too worried about them we'll have to see how they play um against texas a&m they shouldn't have too much of a problem with texas a&m it's whether or not they'll have bryce Young back for the tennessee game yeah um, tennessee looks like really uh, you, you know that that's a game that you're gonna have to put up the points yeah. Uh, so, so that, we'll, that's we'll the game everybody's circling. Um, Ohio State handled Rutgers as expected. Iowa gave Michigan all they could handle. Um, you know, Michigan was definitely the better team, though. Iowa is just simply not very good this year. Uh, Michigan survived there. Clemson beat North Carolina State. That was a good game. However, I didn't expect to have to be uh, watching another game more closely because Georgia and Missouri was on at the same time. Wasn't Mm -hmm. expecting that, but Clemson did prevail over NC State. USC absolutely obliterated a lifeless Arizona State. Ole Miss, Kentucky, that was a great game at noon. Um, two SEC teams, and, and like we said, Taylor, I mean, these are two teams like between, you know, Kentucky, Ole Miss, and, and Tennessee as well. I mean, they're that next tier. Like, who is going to step up and potentially threaten Georgia and Bama? Uh, we got part of our answer with Ole Miss beating Kentucky in a very close game. 
Yeah, and we, we got those those matchups of SEC teams, and and that's always interesting to watch because we think of the SEC as a deeper, deep-ish league, very top-heavy, obviously, but, um, you know, uh, interesting to watch. And then I, I want to point out Oklahoma State winning over Baylor. That was a big win for them just because if, if you know. Well, it keeps the Big 12 alive. Well, well the Big honestly, the Big 12's alive, but, I mean, and we're going to get to it here in the next segment. There's two more teams in the Big 12 trying to make an appearance that you would not expect, and we'll get to that here in a little bit. Uh, Penn State had me a little nervous, not going <laughs> to lie, Um they played in a monsoon. Um, the remnants of Hurricane Ida has literally just been sitting on the state of Pennsylvania Ian. for the past five Ida? days. Is it Ida or is it Ian? Is it the Ian? One? Yeah, Ian, that's the one that hit. Yeah, yeah. you said, you said uh, that. Ida. Oh. That's. Ian, I think that was Ida. one uh, uh, like yeah. a year, year ago or something. I don't know. Yeah, um, Ian just. Uh, <sighs> It just sat on the state of Pennsylvania all weekend. Um, and the Eagles game was just as miserable. Oh, yeah. We'll obviously get to that. Um, but it poured and it was windy and it was gross. And you knew that it was just going to be a defensive battle. You run the football and hope for the best. And that's what Penn State Northwestern turned out to be. Northwestern is has always been a good defensive team. They've just never been good offensively. Um and at one and four, you look at the score and you kind of wonder what the hell Penn State, but the weather conditions really limited what you could do <laughs> in that game. Just happy they got away with the win there. Yeah, I had to look because I'm I'm just looking at the stats here now, and I saw that Penn State had two guys who attempt who had 21 rushing attempts. Yep. I, I was like, God, Katron Allen and Sing- all for Nick Singleton and Katron Allen. It was just and a so run like, fest. Yeah. Time of possession, like 37 minutes to 22 minutes. And uh, the first down is 21 to 12. Because I was like, yep. I mean, they have to be moving the ball if they have 21 rush mm-hmm. attempts for two guys. Like, that's crazy. Um, yeah. That's a lot of rush attempts. Yeah. That's 42 uh, I, rush attempts that they had. I mean, it, it was one of those games where you just, whoever probably didn't, and they did fumble a lot. Everybody was fumbling the ball left and right. Um, But it, it was just one of those games, like, get the win, get on out of here. They have a bye week and then they have Michigan coming up. So was they handled their business. Let's, you know, let them move on. Um, you know, they're not all going to be pretty as evidenced by Georgia barely beating Missouri. Um, Utah beat Oregon state, Oregon beat Stanford, Texas A&M again, man, this team, Texas A&M is looking like, uh, they, you don't know which team's going to show up one week. They look like they could beat Bama the next day. Lose to Mississippi State, forty-two to twenty-four, or lose to Appalachian State. So, I mean, a team that's very consistent. Jimbo Fisher on the hot seat there. Oklahoma gets absolutely boat raced by TCU. Minnesota, as you know, I love it. I talk up Minnesota, and they go and lose to Purdue, which <laughs> Purdue is not that bad. But you know, they they lose to, to Purdue. Wake Forest beats Florida State. Pitt loses to Georgia Tech, and Kansas State beats Texas Tech, which leaves us to the new top 25, Taylor. Um, Top six did not change, just the order of one and two. Bama is now one, Georgia two, instead of Georgia one, Bama two. 
So it's Bama, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Clemson, USC, Oklahoma State with the big win moves up to seven. Tennessee stays at eight. Ole Miss with the big win against Kentucky moves up to nine. And Penn State is rounding out the top 10 at 10. Utah, Oregon, Kentucky, NC State, Wake Forest, TC, or BYU, TCU, another Big 12 school. Obviously, like I said, boat raced Oklahoma out of, you know, out of the water. They're 4-0, and they have a big matchup against number 19, Kansas, who is 5-0. And that's what I wanted to talk about, Taylor. I mean, we talked about Oklahoma State being the Big 12's last chance. We talked about Oklahoma not giving the Big 12 that much of a chance. How about Kansas and TCU? I mean, look, they I don't think either of them are really that good. They're a great story early on, but do I think they're going to be there in the end? No. But if they do happen to mm. continue this trend, uh, the Big 12 might not be dead after all. Yeah, I mean, Kansas has actually quietly had one of the best offenses in the entire nation. Um uh, that being said, it's it, it's Kansas, so I don't really know, um, you know, their, their level. Of you want to know their teammates. opponents? Yeah, their level of opponent is not Tennessee a- Tech, <laughs> West Virginia, who's not just not very good this year, Houston, yeah. mm-hmm. Duke, mm-hmm. and Iowa State. Look, I do, Iowa State's a, a good win. Um, they won fourteen to eleven. Duke's just terrible, and Tennessee Tech is not even a division one school so um yeah and 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 if kansas thinks that they're actually legit they will have their chance because oh absolutely they will a couple weeks they're going to be playing some opponents that are going to give them you know all that they can handle if they want to prove that they belong i mean they have have tcu this week oklahoma you got baylor Mm -hmm. you got oklahoma state Mm -hmm. texas tech texas kansas state I mean, the big boy pants got to come on for Kansas. Um, but yeah. I mean, look, I'm all for it. I, I'm I'm happy for him, but uh, I I'm not really a big believer either. No, I mean, like like you said, they have one of the best offenses in the country, but their level of opponent would reflect that. Um, mm-hmm. We'll see in the next couple of weeks um, how legit they actually are. Um, let's see here. Hmm. Syracuse. Oh, that's the other team. I was like, I was like, I had another team I wanted to bullet point and I lost it. That's why, because they're not really relevant. Sa- I'm sorry, guys. Syracuse. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna get us pulled. <laughs> I, I might. Yeah, I might. Syracuse is uh 22. Congratulations, guys. After did you hear the story about Syracuse this past weekend beating Wagner 59-0, which is no. why I'm kind of laughing. They agreed to play 10-minute quarters at halftime <laughs> to get the game over quicker. <laughs> I didn't know you could just do that. I didn't either. <laughs> but Syracuse and Wagner um, mutually agreed. Um, so <laughs> congratulations to the Syracuse Orange. You have 14 NC State and number five Clemson the next two weeks. Congratulations. <laughs> Good luck. I mean, seriously. Um, but that's that's really the big news out of the top 25. I, I mean, UCLA is up there for the Pac-12 at 18. You got Washington, Mississippi State, Cincinnati, LSU um, rounding out there. 
Let's get to some of the big matchups this week. Penn State is on a bye for those Nittany Lion fans that follow our show, because I know there are several out there. Penn State is on a bye this week. So let's round it up. Michigan starts it off at noon against Indiana. Indiana's good. Michigan's 22 and a half point favorites, though. <laughs> so, um, right. Tennessee plays LSU. Um, you know, that look, <laughs> it is what it is, right? Like LSU under Brian Kelly, they seem to be underwhelming. They kind of bounce back after a really bad loss. But this is a Tennessee team. Like we're looking for that third SEC team to step up. This Tennessee team might be that team. They are one of the best offensive teams in football. They are very good defensively. They can force turnovers. Do I think they're at Georgia and Bama's level yet? No, but this is going to be a true test on the road at LSU for Tennessee to really prove if they're for real or not. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, if they lose this game, then they're they're done um, in terms of competing for the, the national championship. But, yeah, it'll be a good test. Um, they're going to have a couple of good tests coming up, so this will be – this will be number one. They should be able to beat LSU, um, but, you know, you never know. Any given Saturday, right, I guess? <laughs> Any given Saturday. Well, that's the beauty of, that's the beauty of college football, right? Um, mm-hmm. TCU in Kansas, that's where college game day will be in uh, Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, you know, you're not, you're not a basketball school anymore, Kansas. You're a football school. You got college game day for the first time in history. Um, Kansas TCU, like, look, the winner is going to catapult themselves into – right in the thick of the college football playoff conversation because they're going to be at the tops with Oklahoma State in the Big 12, and they're going to be 6-0 and with a big-ranked game on their on their docket. So uh, the, the winner of this game, it's going to be time to take them seriously. TCU is a road favorite with seven points. Yeah, you get two undefeated teams um, for the Big 12, so it's it's – this it's do or die. It's put up or shut up for these two teams. And this will be the first test. They're going to have multiple because like we've talked about before, they're going to eat each other up. Um, if one of them can come out undefeated, then they have a, uh, a legitimate shot at maybe taking that fourth spot in the college football playoff. Maybe. So they need to go. One of them has to go undefeated for it to work. I think you can't just, you can't have a one. Well, with the conversation that surrounds the sec and the big 10, I, I feel like the big 12 has to have an undefeated for them to even have a chance. And I don't even know if that'll be enough to be in the conversation to be in the conversation. It would be much easier for everyone involved. If they had an undefeated, at least that would give them justification for being there. Yeah. We'll see. Right. We'll, we'll we'll see. I mean, if you have an undefeated PAC 12 team and a one loss, a big 10 team. I think the committee would go with the undefeated big 12 team over mm-hmm. the one loss uh, pack or big 10 team. If they already have a big 10 team, I would, I would assume the big 10 championship champion would get in. Obviously. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Without and, a doubt. And then Bama and Georgia, we assume are going to be the one, in, you know, in unless there's somewhere. one of the, unless one of those has two losses. Yes. Yes. So one of them will probably be in there. Both of them will probably be in there. The big 10 champion. And then, if there's an undefeated Big 12 team, that's where they sneak in, right there. I don't know. I think I would still take Clemson. Probably, probably, but at least you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Undefeated, they're in the conversation. If they're if they right. have a one loss, it's done. You're over. You're gone. Right. Bye. See you. Yep. Um, Georgia hosts Auburn this week. They're 30 point favorites at home against Auburn. <laughs> 
Yeah. Does I mean, Vegas know like something we don't? Because I mean, Auburn's not that good this year, but Georgia just, uh, uh, wow. Um, okay. Maybe look at the spread in that one. I mean, 30 uh, points is a lot. <laughs> I think, I think Auburn might at least cover. I'm not saying Auburn's going to win no, or it'd be no, close, no. but 30 like, seems a little I think aggressive. Cover 30. Like, <laughs> I, 30 seems a little aggressive to me. Uh, Oklahoma State and Texas Tech, uh, no, you know, Oklahoma State should be fine there. Utah and UCLA, a big Pac-12 matchup. UCLA at home. That game kicks off at 3.30. 4 o'clock, Ohio State and Michigan State. Ohio State is 27-point favorites on the road. Michigan State not having a very good year. Ole Miss at Vandy. Washington at Arizona State. Clemson at BC. USC hosts Washington State. Kentucky against South Carolina. Wake Forest against Army. BYU playing Notre Dame. Kansas State at Iowa State. Bama hosts Texas A&M. As we said, all eyes on the health of Bryce Young there. NC State hosts Florida State and Oregon on the road at Arizona. Probably because Bryce Young might not play. I guess, but like, yeah, yeah, I guess if he's not playing, then then that would that would kind of explain the twenty four, the difference between twenty four and thirty that Georgia's getting. But still, I mean, if you look at it, going back to that Georgia game, like. Georgia just almost got beaten by Missouri and, and Auburn beat Missouri earlier in this year. So it's like 30 is a lot of points. 30 is a lot of points. Yeah, that seems a lot to me. Um, another slow, not slow weekend of games, but there's not a whole lot. I mean, TCU and Kansas is the big game, I think. And that's more of a storyline than reality. I mean, that's still, at the end of the day, not two contenders in my eyes. So we'll see. Penn State on a bye week as well. So for me, it's kind of a eh weekend uh, of college football. But sometimes the best weeks are the bye weeks because I mean, you can't lose. I mean, Utah and UCLA is an interesting one, at least. Utah sitting at 11. If they were to win, they still have one loss. It's like, eh. But like, if they were to win, they would they would definitely catapult themselves into mid-top uh, 10 level area which would push penn state out but like penn state don't play so you can't uh at least the ap and i know the committee is pretty consistent with this as well um bye weeks won't hurt you Uh, you might not you're not going to move up unless some big upset happens but you know you're not going to fall because of a bye week listen if you had a loss if you had a loss to someone and then that that person lost again, like that might hurt your resume and would drop you down, but like it can't drop you much. Like if you don't play, that's kind of unfair to <laughs> to move you in the rankings very much. Yeah, we'll, we'll be <laughs> we'll be fine. We'll yeah. we'll be fine. Um, but yeah, no, I, I see what like say we lose to Northwestern, and then Northwestern gets boat raced this week yes. too. Yeah. yeah, that that would be the only area yeah. where it would be like a, a, a situation but yeah. that's not happening so nope nope didn't happen won't happen uh let's go to the nfl taylor nfl week for another great slate of games um maybe not for you but uh a great slate of games and it kicked off 
really Thursday night football. And that's that's what we're going to get to with some scary, scary stuff Thursday night football. Uh, you and I both had picked Cincinnati. They did beat the Dolphins. And as much as I'd like to sit here and say, see, I told you so, the Bengals are better than the Dolphins. It's hard to gauge because of the injury to Tua Tungvaluwa, which was really scary. And as unless you've been hiding under a rock, um, has caused quite the controversy. Um, I don't know about you, Taylor, and I texted you right when it happened. Um, you know, when I saw those fingers cross and him just look like he got shot, basically, mm-hmm. um, you knew it wasn't good. No, it looked awful. And I mean, everyone and their mother and, and me included brings it back to the week before where we saw him literally take a hit to the head from the ground uh, uh, and then get up and stumble a couple times. And looked like he needed to be helped off the field, basically, by his teammates because he didn't have quite the balance. And they said, oh, no, it's a back issue. It's definitely a back issue. Listen, that looked like a concussion to me. I'm no doctor, but it looked like a concussion to me. It looked like a concussion to doctors who were on Twitter saying that this looks exactly like a concussion. Yet he was allowed to come back into that game and then play again on a Thursday night on a quick turnaround. And... Once you have one concussion, it is highly likely that you get another one. Um, and I think that's exactly what happened. And the, mm-hmm. uh, they have fired, they have since fired the um, unaffiliated um, neurosurgeon who, or neuro, whatever, that uh, uh, evaluated Tua on that Sunday. Um, yep. He has since been released from his duties as such. Um, m- citing multiple mistakes that he made. So, I think it's safe to say that we all saw the same thing and that he did have a concussion on Sunday and then played again. And this is just, you know, this is how CTE happens. Like this is the type of shit that causes CTE to happen. So you just pray for Tua. It's good that he was released from the hospital the same night and able to go back with the team. Um, You know, prayers for Tua. I I mean, I've, uh, (laughs) I have, had concussions myself um with hockey um that that's obvious mm-hmm. and there's not really a cut or dry uh or a, you, you know there's no gray area you yeah. know it, it's it's you either have one or you don't and mm-hmm. I, I mean it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out if you have one or not sensitive to light not knowing where you are and not answering questions properly um, you know, the delay in your senses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, you saw that with Tua. I mean, just his inability to get himself up. And I'm talking about the, the balance Sunday issues game. too. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you just, his lack of awareness and s- the, the senses of just knowing, you know, how to walk and to get yourself upright. And it's a lot, it's a lot for the brain to process when, the brain's not functioning properly. Um, I don't really know how else to explain it, but it's, it's something where you literally have to sit there and not process anything. Um, and it, some, for some people it's gone in a day. Some people it's gone in a week and some, for some people it never goes away. And that's the scary thought. And that's the scary part about it is that they didn't take the proper protocols and let him get back out there and, more contact to the head could have permanently damaged Tua. Luckily, it doesn't sound like that's happened, but um, 
still under investigation. So, uh, well, then I mean, scary, you're looking at and, scary and, stuff, and you know, you say that like he, he might have lasting effects, and like it doesn't sound like it, but we really don't know too because you know he might not have lasting effects now, but it, honestly, it could help. It could hurt him down the road, like when he's taking multiple hits for hundreds of games. Hopefully, you know, hopefully he has a long and fruitful career. Um, mm -hmm. but you know, when it happened, it was scary. It almost looked like we were, I, I, for one was sitting there being like, is he like, is this a career ending injury? Like we didn't know at first he was taken to a level one trauma center. Um, and right. like, it's like, is he going to play again? Um, luckily he seems okay. Um, and maybe he'll be back out there in a couple weeks or a week. Um, we'll see, but yeah, just scary stuff. Um, and this is why the NFL has to protect his players. Um, we can't have, issues like this happening in games that's why you have the unaffiliated guy the, uh, that unaffiliated guy is supposed to be like even if the team wants him to play unaffiliated guy is supposed to be like nah he can't like he's not fit let's move on to the sunday games the vikings and the saints were the london game and it turned out to be a pretty good game um and ended on a double doink where will lutz i thought that field goal. I, I thought, thought that was kick in. was going. I thought it was in. 61 yarder hit the left like, post, banked and hit like, the crossbar nah. and popped back out. It reminded um, me, I'm sorry to bring this up, but it reminded me of the Kawhi shot uh and, and the and the nah, it reminded me of the just like Bears like, it just like bounced up and it was like it could have gone either uh, way, but it but it drops it, that one dropped in, this one dropped out. It, it was that kind of like he went like straight up almost and then like and I and I remember like <laughs> the double doink, the Eagles and the Bears. Cody Parkey hits the upright <laughs> and hits the crossbar. No good. The Chris Collinsworth infamous double doink. That's where double doink came from. Um, that's what I thought of. But you, you know, you had to bring up a tragic time in my life. So <laughs> thank you for that, Taylor. Because um, we're about to talk about a tragic time in my life, I'm sure. So. Oh yeah, we're getting there, and we're gonna. I'm gonna make sure you remember it too. Uh, the Giants and the Bears. Um, I, I, Saquon Barkley was playing quarterback by the end of this game. Daniel Jones rolled his ankle. Tyrod Taylor comes in. Second play that he's in, he gets a concussion. They don't have another quarterback active. Saquon Barkley has to play quarterback. Um, but the Bears are so bad, it didn't matter. And the Giants may quite possibly be, Taylor, the worst 3 and one team I may have ever seen in my life. Yeah, I mean, you were right because um, I got this wrong in our, our picks because um, I thought the Bears could do a little bit more and I thought the, the, you know, the Giants were bad, which they are. Um, but the difference was Saquon Barkley. I mean, he he dominated as much as one could in this game. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was the Saquon Barkley show, um, and that's pretty much it. He had 31 carries for 146 yards. I mean, without him, they have nothing, absolutely nothing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's Barkley's show in, in New York, and they will go as far as he can take them because Daniel Jones ate taking them very far i don't know if yes giants fans are going to the super bowl baby um <laughs> <laughs> well you see how many times that the 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 giants ran uh like the daniel jones like bootleg and then he just ran it he ran for two touchdowns um, well and then they had to they just like when tyrod so when tyrod got concussed right daniel jones did go back out 
but they used him as a decoy. Yeah. They were running the Wildcat. Saquon was in the Wildcat formation. Um, oh, God. I'm, I'm worried about, as a fantasy owner of Saquon, I pray for gonna, Saquon. That they're going to run him into the ground because just the they Giants. have nothing else. They have nothing else. The Giants don't deserve Saquon. Um, the Bills and the Ravens. Oh, the Ravens. They just, they kill me. Dave, oh, man. Taylor, the Ravens have been, this entire season, been losing a combined 14 seconds. They're two and two. They're two and two. They need to figure out how to finish out games because they had the Bills dead to rights and let the Bills back in it. See, I thought that the Bills were the, the team that couldn't finish games very well. Turns out it's Baltimore. Um, yeah, they need to learn how to do it um, because this is a team that can win. I, I, I still, I, I'm still with you that Baltimore can make the Super Bowl. I really do believe that. They have the talent. They have the, the MVP in my eyes through these games. I mean, this game is a kind of a blemish for, for sure. And the, the Miami game, but Lamar Jackson still, this, this was his worst game of the season so far. And it wasn't even that bad of a game, but I just, I, the bills, bills are good. Baltimore's good. I think the AFC is still pretty up for grabs. I don't think any team is running away with it. Maybe the chiefs, if you believe in the chiefs, um, but yeah, I think it's gonna be a it's gonna be a duel at, at, at come playoff time between Buffalo and Baltimore and and uh, these Chiefs. So we'll see. Yeah. Baltimore, Baltimore, I'm not too worried about. Like they're not gonna do this very often. I don't think. I mean, if they keep doing it, then they're just. Not I've done make it twice. The if they keep doing it, they're not gonna make the playoffs. But like, I I just I believe too much in the coaching staff and Lamar Jackson. I think they will figure it out and be able to finish these games, especially against like worse teams than Buffalo. Like they're gonna and Miami's not a bad team either when they have Tua. But I, I think that uh I, I think Baltimore's fine. I'm not worried. No, I, I still I still think Baltimore is fine as well. Uh the Falcons and the Browns, the Browns, I mean this is kind of what you need to expect with a Jacoby Brissett led football team, right? We talk about the Cleveland Browns like holding ground while Deshaun Watson is on a suspension. And then they go and lose to the Falcons, who are now two and two. Um, they lost Cordero Patterson, which is going to cause some problems for them. But you would think the Browns would be able to beat the lowly Falcons, in which they did not. You know, the Falcons are a strange team. They are, um, they're kind of, they remind me almost of like Detroit last year, where they were like, nah, they're not a good team, but they play well. Um, in fact, they're 4 0 against the spread so far. Um, because they keep games close or they just outright win them like this, this game, um, you know, I, I don't know what to make of the Falcons. I don't understand how they're using Kyle Pitts or not using them in, in this case, cause he, it, the talent is all there and I'm not even a fantasy manager owner. I think I actually own him in like one league, but like not a paid league. So I don't really care about it, but I just don't understand why they don't use him as a bigger weapon because he seems like the most talented on that team besides maybe drake london i mean him and drake london are right there uh it doesn't make sense to me but the falcons win they're winning at least half their games um against the lowly browns they're gonna have games like this like you said Brissett. uh he's not a game winner he's a game manager at best yeah don't ask him to try to come back no um the chargers and the texans look man uh, the texans jumped out to an early lead um but there's still issues <laughs> um, 
in my opinion. Like they, the Texans, they allowed the Texans to come back late. They let Damian Pierce run for 131 yards on 14 carries. Damian Pierce had his coming out party against this defense, which is in trouble. Um, look, Herbert looked better, uh, and he he's obviously banged up. This team is banged up. But when you look at the Chargers and you're struggling against the Houston Texans, um, you got bigger problems at play. You would like to see just a complete all-around victory by the Chargers after you know what happened the week prior getting absolutely obliterated by Jacksonville at home. But, um, you know, this is a Chargers team. Like, they have the potential to go to the Super Bowl, as you predicted they would. Um, But there's just these moments like, yes, they won, but I don't feel good about it. Eckler finally went off. He had three touchdowns and 109 total yards. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if if you're the Chargers defense giving up that much um, on the ground to Damian Pierce and that many points to the Texans. Davis Mills has regressed r- a lot this year. You got some problems. Listen, the 131 yards that they gave up to Pierce is one thing. Um, but I think the more alarming number is that Pierce did that on 14 carries. Yeah. He was right? 9.4 yards per carry. Um, he did have a long seventy-five yard run. Yeah, he had the he had the house call. But. So, but there's that. But that's part of it. Like you can't allow those big runs. Like those don't allow runs, the big play. Those big <laughs> runs are, are killer. If you allow those, you know teams will tear you apart. And guess who you're playing next week? You're playing the Browns. Guess who they have? Nick Chubb. You you don't think Nick and Curry Hunt? Yeah, but like uh, I mean, Nick Chubb can tear you up for 131 yards and. And, and he won't even and he, he's better than Pierce. So like mm-hmm. he, some people say he's the best running back in the league and you're not about to face him. Your b- defense better figure it out. Um, I mean, it's good that Herbert's still playing. He didn't miss too much. He didn't miss any time with his injury, but um, you could tell he was playing through pain. So as the pain subsides, he will get better. Not that he had a bad game by any means. I mean, Herbert is um, one of the best things about their team. And they're one of the reasons I picked them to make the Super Bowl is because I believe in Herbert. Um, Eckler, yeah, finally had a good game. I I was happy as a fantasy owner. I promptly sold him in one of my leagues. I uh, sell high because, I mean, I, I don't know if this is sustainable for him. He's still getting carries um, yoinked from him uh, here and there by Sonny Michelle and, and Kelly. Um, yeah, I, we don't I, say I, the name Sony Michelle around these parts. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he's taking carries from him. That's that's the thing. Is uh, Eckler only had thirteen carries? Um, so I, I don't know. I, I I sold Eckler in one of my leagues because um, I don't know if I can trust him. Um, they did win against Houston, which is good for them. Good good for Houston because I feel like at this point Houston's just you know going for Bryce Young at this point. Um, but Am I worried about the Chargers? A little bit. They are definitely banged up. That defense I thought would be dominant. Like all the pieces that they have that they added, um, I thought it would be dominant. And now they're missing pieces. And it's just not like 131 on 14 carries is not going to cut it. 9.4 yards per carry is not going to cut it. No. No, it's definitely a product that's incomplete right now. Let's go to the next game, which is the Jets and the Steelers. J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 baby. They're 2-2. Two and two. Um, Zach Wilson has more receiving touchdowns in his time in New York than Kenny Galladay does. Um, <laughs> Kenny Galladay's trash. <laughs> uh, 
look, the Jets look awful, but the Steelers look worse. And that is why they are turning to Kenny Pickett this week. Mm. Uh, the Steelers need a shot in the arm. Hopefully it comes in the means of Kenny Pickett because Mitch Trubisky, as we all know, ain't it. Um, this is a Jets team that looked bad, really bad. Um, which we did not expect. Uh, Brees Hall looks good for the Jets. Um, Jets have nice pieces, but boy, is this Jets team tough to watch. Tough yeah. to watch. I mean, they are the Jets. That That's their MO. Um, on the Steelers' side, you know, this was the coming out party for Kenny Pickett. They put him in, um, I think, about halfway through. Proceeded to throw three interceptions in the second half. but He did. Um, but I did watch the film on, on Kenny Pickett and some of his throws. Um, the interception, one of them was a Hail Mary, I believe. So you take that one off the board. Who cares? Um, another one of them bounced off the hands of Claypool. Uh, he should have come out with that catch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third one, I think, was just him trying to force too much. But from what I saw in comparison to Mitch Trubisky, um, which is, you know, take that for what it is. Um, he looked good, good enough as, as for a start. It wasn't a fantastic start, but you saw flashes of what he could be. He was taking chances. He was making good throws. He was, he was giving his receivers, especially guys like Pickens, um, the chance to make the play. Like if your guys one-on-one with Pickens, he was making the plays. He was making the throws. He was able to sit in the pocket a couple times and, he even took it a big hit, but was able to deliver it to the tight end um, uh, with pressure right in his face. It was stuff that Mr. Trubisky doesn't do. And so it, it, it's at least encouraging to see. Is he going to be amazing? I don't know. But I think they're heading in the right direction. And I like um, starting Kenny. I think that is high time they get in there. Because like you said, they need a shot in the arm. And maybe his he will be more explosive than uh, Trubisky. And, you know, for all the fantasy managers who own uh, Najee Harris, uh, for your sake, I hope that that offense can open up a little bit. Even a little bit will help. (laughs) So are you ready for, are you ready for this buddy? Yeah. Why why not? Let's do it. I uh, didn't even watch the game because I, my friend had a, my roommate's birthday. So we got a, we went to the, of winery and stuff. When I don't watch them, they lose. When I watch them, they either tie or win. <laughs> so so gonna, maybe you I'm should watch them, them tomorrow. More. I'm watching them tomorrow. I like I, I watch them when I can, but like I wasn't like I wasn't about to tell my my roommate that she wasn't I wasn't gonna be at her birthday. She would have had a conniption. Um oh I would have definitely I know you like... would have but I'm not a jerk and she would have been really sad. Um <laughs> Could have been phrased a little different. <laughs> Prefer asshole. Thank you. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. But anyway, so yeah, no, I did not watch this game. Um, and again, every time I don't watch them, they're terrible. So maybe I should, maybe I should watch them. <clears throat> Titans beat the Colts 24 to 17. And quite honestly, it wasn't that close. It, um, I mean, the Colts actually came back in that game. They were well in position. I know. By the that's, game. What, that's what I mean. Like <laughs> the, the Colts. They, were, they had multiple chances to push down the field, down a touchdown. So and they still couldn't do it. So the Colts allowed Ryan Tannehill to pass, pass, a, tear, a, pass a pair of touchdowns. Say that 10 times fast. Derrick Henry did Derrick Henry things. And uh, I think more of the problem is 
the offense. I'm not. Uh, I'm not mad about the defense. The defense did okay. They didn't do great, but they. Jonathan did Taylor rushed 20 times for 42 yards. Do the math. That's not very good. YPC, my friends. Um, and Matt Ryan looks horrendous. And the offensive line, highest paid in the NFL, looks unstartable. Uh, it, I mean, they're they're creating no lanes for Jonathan Taylor, not allowing Ryan to get comfortable in the pocket whatsoever. You only have really one true receiving weapon, and that's Michael Pittman. This Colts team could be the worst team in that division. Maybe, uh, no, Houston. Come the, on. Well, they're they're you're not you're not better. At, you're not better than the Titans. Just prove that. You're okay. not better than the Jaguars. Prove that. Okay. Um, <laughs> Houston, Houston still has so a win. Jury, Doesn't have a win. Come on now. We beat the Chiefs. Give us jury, that. Jury, jury is still out between no, you and Houston. Houston. Houston is bad. Houston is bad. We tied because our kicker sucks. We should have won that game. But we got a new kicker. He can actually hit field goals. <laughs> Um, listen, the, listen, there's, Matt there's Ryan, problems in Matt Ryan. If he just holds on to the damn ball, and doesn't fumble. I don't think he did that bad. He threw for nearly 400 yards. He's third in the NFL in, in throwing. And now you can say that that's all garbage time, but it's really not because we're coming back in these games and we're keeping them fairly close, except for the, the Jaguars game. Obviously we didn't score a point in that one. Um, but won the chiefs game or was tied with Houston. We did tie with Houston and we were one touchdown away from tying Tennessee in the fourth quarter, um, mostly thanks to our defense in the second half doing something for once. Um, you know, Shaq Leonard came in. He played. They started the game. Got immediately got a concussion because he ran into his own player, broke his nose as well too. Um, so that was and that sucked. Player. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And so <laughs> it, I mean that's terrible. But 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 throwing for four hundred yards. I don't know. I, I garbage time. You're down 17, nothing. Yeah. But you said our only weapon was Pittman. Pittman had three catches for 31 yards. It wasn't even Pittman. We were throwing to, it was, was Mo Alley Cox. It was Alec yeah. Pierce. It was Kellen Granson. They all like Matt Ryan can get the ball to guys if he has time, but he doesn't because the offensive line is playing like trash. Jonathan Taylor can run through guys when he has two steps to gain some momentum, but he's hitting the backfield by the backs of our offensive line because they're just getting pushed off the spot. Well, now he has the, now he has an ankle sprain that's going to keep that, him that out too. for some time. That too. Um, hopefully just this game because it's a short turnaround. Um, I'm betting he'll be back by next week. But um, you sure play, hope he is. I play on Thursday. Yeah, well, if the offensive line doesn't do well, then he can't do well either. Like, it's, it's a, a – a running back can only do as well as the – the holes that are opened up literally just at the point of attack, like right at the offensive line of scrimmage. And that's where the Colts are getting absolutely dominated, even though they have the highest paid offensive line and coaching staff heads are going to roll. If they do poorly against the Broncos this week, I, I pray, I pray if the Broncos make us look silly, especially being how bad the Broncos have been lately, then I hope Frank Reich's gone by next Monday. Whoo. Oof. Yeah, things are falling apart in Indy. Tank for uh, Bryce Young time in Indy. The problem is that we're still not worse than Houston. No. So they're going to 
freaking get Bryce Young unless they don't. I don't know why they wouldn't draft Bryce Young. I was about to say you have Davis Mills. Mills. They have Davis Mills. It's not like they have their quarterback. We don't want Bryce Young. We have Davis Mills. Unless they like Stroud better. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, either one would be an upgrade for you. Um, Anyone would be an upgrade it's, at this point. It's baffling. It, it truly is baffling, Taylor, um, to, to watch the Colts. I didn't think they'd be this bad. Um, well, they thought they'd be a, a top five offensive line, and instead they're the worst, or at least a bottom five one at best. Right. So, you know, like like Matt Ryan wouldn't be fumbling the ball as much if he wasn't getting hit in the backfield as much, you know? Like, obviously, when you get hit in the backfield, you, you still need to hold on the ball if you're a quarterback. But, mm-hmm. but you know, I don't know. <laughs> See, the, seems debatable. Yeah, but the root of the problem is the fact that he's getting pressured so goddamn much. And I, I texted you this too: is that Jonathan Taylor's not even seeing the most stacked boxes. Hunter Henry, or uh, not Hunter Henry, Derrick Henry is is seeing more stacked boxes <clears throat> per percentage wise than uh and than uh, uh Jonathan Taylor according JT. to mm-hmm. Pro Football Focus or whoever the frick it was. I saw that stat on uh Twitter. Um, but it's just the offensive line for the Colts is not getting any push at all. So it's like, it doesn't even matter. They don't need to stack the box. It's sad to see. So we'll go from one of the worst teams in football to the absolute best team in football. How about that? Uh, the only, the NFL's lone undefeated team remains undefeated. And that would be the Philadelphia Eagles who, I mean, we did our part. You asked us to beat Jacksonville. We beat Jacksonville for you. Good job. But we were supposed to beat the Titans, too. That, that was part of the deal, too. That was part of the deal. We, we didn't help we, us with that. We hold No, you did your end. job. Great job. You, you did you. you did good. You kept Thank us you. in the race. Um, if, if, you if, know, the, if the Jaguars were 3-1 and one right now instead of 2-2, two and two, we'd be two games behind instead of just one and a half. You're welcome. See, you're welcome. Is. It messes with me. It's what we do. We help friends out. Um. <laughs> The the Eagles just keep finding each week it's a different way to win. Um, and this was the first week they faced some adversity. Like the Penn State game, this was in a monsoon. This game was in a straight-up monsoon, 20 to 30-mile-an-hour wins, and it did not start off very well. Um, the Eagles found themselves down 14 to nothing, and you were wondering, okay, you know, good teams are, you know, they win games they're supposed to, but great teams, they face adversity and find ways to win in different ways. And the Eagles did just that. Jalen Hurts added to his MVP candidacy, in my opinion, was 16 of 25, 200 yards, a rushing touchdown. The Eagles put up over 200 rushing yards against the supposed best rush defense in all of football, which is pretty damn good. Um, so what really impresses me, Taylor is like I said, the fact that each and every week the Eagles are doing it in different ways. Week one, they threw the ball all over the field. Week two, it was a nice balance. They beat the Vikings, got off to a hot start, didn't have to do much in the second half. Week three, it was the defense. They hawked Carson Wentz, forced a bunch of turnovers. And this past week, they ran the ball like we knew this team could. And this is an Eagles team that, you know. <laughs> It's starting to become not an if, but a you know when they go deep into the playoffs this year. I, I mean, barring injury, they are by far the best team in the NFC. I think. 
I mean, you look at the Packers, they struggled against the Patriots. You look at the Buccaneers, they got absolutely boat race, and we'll get to those games in a minute. But you 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 go through the NFC over and over again. I don't see I don't see I don't see a contender here outside of Philly. Um yeah, I mean Trevor Lawrence also coughed up the ball four times, so that didn't help uh the Jaguars in any way. Um yeah, the Jaguars went off to uh uh, a good start and Eagles found a way to stay in the game, especially with those turnovers and he threw an interception. Um, they were able to claw their way back into it and, and then they kind of took the lead, but then they kind of let Jacksonville come back and Jacksonville ended up being only down by one score. But on the final drive, uh, Trevor Lawrence coughed up the ball again. Um, so yeah, the Jaguars, as far as the Jaguars are concerned, you're not going to win many games when Trevor Lawrence is dropping the ball like that. And maybe the Lorraine had something to do with that. I'm sure. Oh, it absolutely At did. least a couple of those fumbles yeah. rain contributed. So I'd like to see the Jaguars and Eagles play again on a, like, we're not going to see it, but like on a, on a clear day, um, just to see it like really play out. Um, but well, the Eagles had to limit what they were doing on offense too. I mean, you couldn't really stretch the field because it was so windy. Yeah. Um, and the Eagle, and that's kind of what happened on the pick six that Jalen threw was, you know, it was early in the game. They were still trying to figure out what they could and couldn't do. And the ball just kind of sailed on Jalen and it went right into the defender's hands. It was his first interception of the year. You can't fault him for it. It happens. Um, but after that, they ground and pound for the rest of the game, and it worked to a tone of over 200 rushing yards against the best rush defense in football. Yeah, and as for the contenders in the NFC, um, yeah, I mean, no one looks to be a real challenge. I mean, we'll see come playoff times. I mean, it's, it's still pretty early on in the season. So oh, yeah, quarter in, we'll quarter see. of the season in. Um as far as the Eagles rest of the schedule, we've said it before, they have the easiest schedule in the goddamn NFL. Um, so they're probably going to, I don't, I don't even know who I would think would be the first loss. Maybe the Packers, Packers maybe. the Packers, maybe in a couple of weeks, um, maybe, but that's, that's still a few, few weeks. That's in November. Um, that's, that's after, um, thanksgiving so it's that's yeah if we are going into thanksgiving undefeated oh oh, well i hope you go undefeated into the colts game and then the colts figure out how to beat you that'd be so fucking funny it'd be so funny the colts are gonna the colts are gonna be like three and whatever and they're gonna two wins against the chiefs against the eagles and yeah yes yeah or a win against the chiefs and the eagles are two of those three wins yep Yep, <laughs> because when their opponent is good, they play up to them. But when the opponent is not very good at all, they just just play the dirt. Um, so it would be so funny if the Colts only wins were like the Chiefs and the Eagles, and I don't know who else we play that that would be a good win. But anyway, um, yeah, no, the Eagles are in a perfect spot to win the division and probably represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. I don't know who's going to beat them at this point. It, it depends really on how, like, if the Packers can get a little more consistent with their um, their wide receivers. I mean, we're going to talk about uh, the Packers, I think, soon. But mm-hmm. uh, Romeo Dobbs is looking better. He's getting a rapport with Aaron Rodgers, and that excites me as a owner of him. But also uh, in terms of, you know, how this Packers offense is going to function, they still have Aaron Rodgers. And if they can get 
if Dobbs can be the guy that Aaron Rodgers trusts, it might go a long way for their offense down the road. Let's get through some of these other games. Uh, Seattle and Detroit, just two bad teams <laughs> that don't know what defense is. Um, Seattle won that game, which kind of surprised me. But Detroit was down um, some significant weapons there. Amon Ross and Brown. What I'm impresses me about the Lions is no Amon Ra, no DeAndre Swift, no Chark, and they put up 45 points. That's why know. That's why when I was texting you earlier and we, I was talking about, you know, how Frank might get fired soon um, and looking forward to the future, who would be the, the next Colts uh, head coach I threw out the, the – Lions offensive coordinator because somehow even missing his two top weapons Goff is able to put up 40 some odd points like it's crazy so uh I don't know but it, he's just a name that's out there and it, it's intriguing because he's a he's like 36 years old he's one of those like Sean McVay like young offensive minded like creative head co- or, uh, coaches so um you know he 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 intrigues me at least the Cowboys and the Commanders this is one that I uh, took a risk on and got burned by it. I took the commanders um, and Carson just did Carson things um, threw a pair of <laughs> interceptions that were hideous. God, uh, I can't Coop. wait till he comes to the Colts. I really hope we can destroy him. Cooper Cooper rush um, continues to start the <laughs> fake quarterback controversy in Dallas. I guess he's undefeated. He's, he's undefeated. undefeated. He's undefeated. As a starter. Uh, four and oh, the Cowboys are three and one on the season, uh, and they went on and beat the lifeless commanders. I wouldn't be surprised, Taylor, if the commanders keep going the way they're going. Taylor Heineke will be the starter, and Ron Rivera will be fired at some point. <laughs> That's, bold. That's bold. I don't think Ron Rivera will be fired. Listen, look up look up some, some of the articles that are coming out of D.C. and, and get back to me. Beat reporters, though, like they – they're sometimes they can be harsh in not in reality. I don't think uh, Ron Rivera is going to get fired. Carson, however, yeah, he might go at some point. It might be hard to believe, but Ron Rivera has a worse record than Jay Gruden. So Jay Gruden just was there for a while. Yeah, he was, and he Ron wasn't Rivera very good. Just got there and he has Ron Rivera's been there three years now. Three? Really? Yeah. That was only two. Uh-uh. Yeah. Nope. Three years. It still doesn't have uh, quarterback, though, so. No, he doesn't, but, he doesn't I mean, the rest of the team looks pretty bad, too. Um, The Cardinals beat the Panthers. Uh, You want to talk about looking bad? That would be Maker Mayfield. Um, <laughs> The Packers and the Patriots. Whew. I mean, there's a lot to unpack here. Get see what I did there? Um. <laughs> Look, the Packers should not have been, you know, forced into overtime against the Patriots led Brian by Zapp. Bailey Bailey Zapp. Yeah, exactly. Bailey um, Zapp. Brian Hoyer got a concussion on like the second drive of the game. Third string quarterback Bailey Zappi, who by the way looks like Mac Jones's twin brother. Um, yeah, he does. He really it's, does. It's a little spooky. I saw him and I was like, "Is that Mac is that, Jones in disguise?" That, yeah, um, but. You know, the Patriots, man, they they hunt around with the Packers. And at one point, I thought they were going to beat the Packers because I picked the Patriots to lose in my survivor pick this week. Um, in my loser pick survivor pool, you have to pick a team to lose instead of win. I had the Patriots. It's, it's a nice little twist. 
had the Patriots losing, uh, God, I'm thinking Brian Hoyer, yeah, this game will be easy, and uh, went to overtime. Packers, I think this shows more concern on the Packers side of things than it does the Patriots playing well. Um, I disagree. I think this is one of those games where it's like this is a Bill Belichick kind of like defensive game where they just mm-hmm. like they they find a way to stay in a game despite what they have or what they should be putting up. Um, I just think I, I put it down to that. I, I really don't, I'm not too concerned. I mean, you're concerned with the Patriots and the Packers as far as, you know, the same concerns we've had all season as like, who's going to be their offensive guy. Lazard actually went off in this game. Uh, Dobbs had the touchdown, which was nice. He seems to be a red zone guy, which is, I hope continues. Um, Lazard had a good connection with Rogers in this game. Um, and Aaron Jones went off. Um, which was good to see, but you know, the concern for the Packers was always the, the defense can the defense um, put up uh, like stop the other team enough for the offense with what little weapons they do have to put up points. And that's going to be the struggle all season for the Packers. And so far they're three and one, they're doing enough. Um, But you know, come when they play the Eagles in a couple weeks, that's going to be, you know, a good test of how good the Packers really can be because, you know, they're one of those that are like, maybe they're contenders. Maybe they could push um, for, for the, the Eagles. But I mean, you know, when you're trotting out Lazard and Dobbs, I, I, I just don't know what your ceiling is until, until Aaron Rodgers really opens up with those guys and gets a, more of a rapport. And every week you're hoping that that's get, if you're a Packers fan, you're hoping that gets better. Um, so really it's, it's kind of a wait and see, but they are three and one. So I, I'm, I'm assuming they love where they are right now, given, given all the drama and all that they lost in the off season, the best wide receiver in football. Um, I think they should be happy where they are. How many games we got left here? I do know we have, come on, keep scrolling Raiders and the Broncos, uh, the prophet, Jesus Christ. The Broncos. I mean, it's just the most infuriating conversation each and every week with them. Um, the Raiders, I, Josh Jacobs, I, I guess, you know, so much for the him falling off the cliff in fantasy. Uh, he has been like lights out this year. Uh, the Broncos look horrible, both offensively and defensively. I don't think there's really much more to unpack there. Uh, the Chiefs beat the Buccaneers in a very impressive mm-hmm. outing against the Bucs. Obviously, you know, there's other things that could be on Brady's mind right now, like a divorce. <laughs> um, not the first ring that's taken from him. Uh, Nick Foles. Um, you know, Eli Manning twice. Eli Manning twice. Uh I think the Buccaneers, I think, you know, the Chiefs are good. And I think they're one of the contenders in the AFC. However, I think this game kind of exposed my concerns that I had for the Buccaneers this year. That there's some issues going on there that I'm not sure can be fixed. The defense was thrown out to dry um, because the offense can't do much. And Cole Beasley just retired. Um, There's just a lot of, it seems like, that locker room's not exactly um, whole right now. And it seems very, very <clears throat> like, I don't know, like a, <laughs> like an atom bomb about to explode. That, that seems like what Tampa is right now. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I don't know. Uh, it's, they've had a lot to deal with 
what with Brady dealing with his own personal issues and the injuries that they've sustained, Mike Evans getting suspended for a game, Godwin just coming back, um, you and know, getting Julio, her in that game again. Yeah, Julio Jones being, you know, Julio Jones. Yeah, Julio <laughs> Jones of now, like not Julio Jones of old. Like maybe they thought that he could spark. Um, no, he he's he's just being old ass Julio Jones now. Um, one catch for seven yards. Um, Godwin coming back, you know, and and you know, getting the injury or whatever. It, it that that's a problem. Evans is good. Um, he's the only steady thing on them, but you know, he went out for a game, so that helped didn't help them at all. Um, this was a bad game for them. Um, I'm not worried about them long term. I still think they'll win that division and um and cruise into the playoffs, and and maybe they'll lose the Eagles in the playoffs, but. Kansas City, very good. Patrick Mahomes doing Patrick Mahomes things. Still think he's the best quarterback in the league, and he just makes plays. Um, he's so creative, and you know the one play that we saw replay after replay after replay of where he spun around in the end, or like in the red zone and and flipped that ball to Clyde Edwards-Helaire for the touchdown. Um, you know it 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 is what it is. I think the Chiefs are good. I think. Um, the Bucks struggled in this game, but I think everyone is going to struggle against the Chiefs. I do think the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC right now. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, as far as NFC contenders are the Bucks, I don't know. I really don't. Um, can anyone beat the Eagles? I don't know. But in the AFC, I think the 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 Chiefs are really uh, um, stepping their game up and and they're trying to make statements here. The Niners and the Rams, you want to talk about another supposed NFC contender that looks like is, is in trouble. Look, the Niners have not looked good with Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, and I think they got sit, they kind of like got the shot in the arm by that long touchdown pass to Debo that kind of got misplayed by the Rams defense there a little bit. Um, but the, the Niners look kind of broken um, offensively. They just can't really seem to get much going outside of you know, a couple runs here and there. Garoppolo doesn't look as good as I expected, but the Rams, but, but the Rams, man. Oh yeah. my. Um, you want to talk about Stafford, not looking right. Um, all he looks for is Cooper cup. He doesn't trust Allen Robinson, who was supposed to be a big acquisition. Um, and he just doesn't throw him the football and let's not even talk about the, you know, we are going to talk about, but like the running game, Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson, they, they're they <laughs> awful. Uh, they they don't trust either of those guys so much that they actually recalled Malcolm Brown off the practice squad this week, and he's going to be active. Yeah, no, that, that is very concerning. Because um, you thought when Akers didn't in the beginning when uh, we were all talking, you know, we told you not to draft Akers, and then Akers had the dud game where he put up zero in the first week. And, and he thought- hasn't had a good week. No, but we thought that this was Henderson's job and that Henderson was going to be a serviceable running back from here on out. And it turns out it's just not. Like the Rams just don't have a running game. And if they don't have a running game, that there's only so much they can do on offense. Um, the amazing thing is that Cooper Cup is so freaking good, um, especially as a fantasy. Like he's on pace to beat his year last year. And last year was one of his best years uh, or one of the best years ever. And he's on pace, at least fantasy-wise, to uh, he's averaging more points, slightly more points, um, than he was last year. Uh, it's insane. He's got 19 targets and 14 receptions. He is just 
it's it's insane how much this offense runs through him. Um, even when everyone knows that it's going to, it still does, um, which is just amazing. But you know, it turned into nine points, which is just not going to cut it, especially if you're the Rams, the vaunted Rams, who are supposed to put up points upon points upon points. And you wonder if they are going to go running back to Odell Beckham Jr. when he becomes healthy and and really starts his free agency like search whether they're gonna throw money at him because Allen the Allen Robinson experiment has flat out not worked obviously um and so you wonder it because Stafford does have a rapport obviously with Odell Beckham and he really did help them on their Super Bowl run um I wonder if they're just trying to hold out until he comes back and then maybe boost that offense with him not if the Giants, not if the Giants have anything to say about it, because they had him in the building, Taylor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So ridiculous. Why would he go back there? Like I don't know. I I, I, I don't know. I, I if you're I, him, like why? Unless why? they're paying you just enormous. Because here's of money. the thing, like OBJ, like if you're OBJ, you know you want to go to a contender, and you know a contender's going to sign you. Why even? entertain that you don't want daniel jones as your quarterback you yeah. don't that team's really not that good like if i'm him i go to the packers is what i do because they have a sorry need for a number one alpha wide receiver you know and he could be that right you away know, if i'm him i go to the eagles under aj brown and Devonte smith why would we want to split targets with two guys like that when he could be the the guy for the Didn't last year he's Didn't split last year? one guy Cooper, Cooper Cup. Cup and Robert Woods. And then Robert Woods. Robert Woods, Robert Woods yeah. not playing. <laughs> yeah. He's not going what? to the Eagles. Get it out of your head. I don't. Not, I everyone, don't not every good player can go to the Eagles. Yeah, you don't need him. So why are you trying? Just another mouth to feed. Why not? Because it'll kill the fantasy value of AJ Brown. Well, that won't kill it. But Devontae Smith would, would probably lose some. Because he'd be the guy yeah. who would probably lose some targets. Yeah, probably and got her. Um, let's head to. <laughs> no. I don't need. That. Let's. <laughs> I don't need that either. <laughs> um, down two leagues. Let's go to week five with our preview and predictions, Taylor. And uh, I did reel in the lead a little bit. You are now up two games. You're thirty three and thirty one. I am thirty one and thirty three. So we got a close one here early on in the season let's head to the thursday night game the colts and the broncos and as much as i uh, i i i would be happy for your happiness i am going to go with the denver broncos at home with the colts reeling uh look horrible short week no jt uh the broncos aren't exactly you know what we expected them to be they don't have Javante williams but um I'm going to pick the Broncos in this one. Well, I'm going to pick the Colts because I, have I to figured believe, you would have to believe that they can beat a sorry team like the Broncos. Our defense is not bad. Um, so I, I think that against this Broncos offense, you're like do something. You're like the meme of the, the figure sitting at the table with the house burning around. Like this is fine. It's not fine. None of this is fine, but I think that they can beat the Broncos. <laughs> None of this is I don't fine. Think the Broncos are a very good team. Um, so, uh, I mean, J- missing JT is going to hurt, but, I mean, did JT really do anything in that last game? No. So, I mean, he hasn't really done anything all season except for the first the first game. He was good. He was really good. Um, and, again, it's not his fault, really. It's the offensive line. I don't blame JT for any of it, really. Um, 
he's only taking what they're giving him. So I'm hoping that with him out, they get Neiman Hines involved and that carries over to multiple games because they still have this weapon in him that they're just not using. Frank Reich is not calling plays for him at all. Um, and Ryan's not using him. And I think that that's a waste, a huge waste. Um, so hopefully this can get him going. Um, or it's going to be a Philip Lindsay revenge game. Cause they might call him up from the practice squad. Um, but either way, I, I think the Colts, I, the Colts should be able to beat the Broncos whether they will or not. I don't know, but I'm going to go with them anyway. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to reeling it into one game. Uh, the giants and the Packers, uh, Real playoff ramifications Packers. here. Two, three, and one teams. Fucking Packers. Yeah. Giants are awful. They're three and one, but they shouldn't be. Right. Exactly. You get it. Uh, Pittsburgh and Buffalo. Um, Kenny Pickett's debut as the QB1. Uh, yeah, I'm going Buffalo here. Yeah, I'm going Buffalo here. Um, I mean, the Steelers, they're going to be relying on their defense to do anything to slow down the Bills. It's not going to happen. The Bills have a really good offense, obviously. Chargers at the Browns. I am going to go with the Chargers on this one, even though they haven't played that great. The Browns seem a little too inconsistent. You don't know which team's going to show up. I do at least like the Chargers offensively here. Yeah, I like the Chargers offensively here. I mean, the Browns, if they are able to pull that running game and run all over the Chargers like the Houston just did, um, it's possible. But, you know, talent-wise, there's more on the Chargers side. I like the quarterback billion times better on the charger side obviously mm-hmm. um so i'm gonna go with the Chargers as well houston at jacksonville and taylor i mentioned this to you this is my new team to win the division jacksonville i think they are legit and you know the way they competed with the eagles last week only really convinced me further that this is a good football team obviously still young will make young mistakes but i think this is a jaguars team that that is for real um you can't just say oh it's the jaguars let's move on and granted not that doesn't apply this week they're playing the texans and they are just the texans but uh, this jaguars team is is legit start it's it's time to start taking this team seriously yeah and i uh i draft or i traded in my dynasty league for trevor lawrence because i do believe that he is on the upswing i think he's this like we've said before counting this is his rookie season and he's going to hopefully catapult himself into being the 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 quarterback prospect we all thought he might be that he mm-hmm. was he was coming out of uh college um so yeah i believe in the jaguars as well um they do lead the division and let's be honest why are we still talking about this the texans are awful <laughs> yes they are <laughs> the bears and the vikings you want to talk about bad you can't even beat a team that didn't have a healthy quarterback. Um, so, for you know, I, I don't know if this is a shock to anybody, but I'm taking the Vikings here. No, the Bears might actually be the worst team in football. Um, I don't care that they have the wins that they have. They were flukes. The Vikings, especially at home and a one o'clock game. You're getting MVP Kirk Cousins. You're get, yeah, you're getting That's right. I mean, what am I talking? Like, <laughs> duh. Kirk Cousins, one o'clock. Hello. Um, Very deep. Not- very deep. It's not, where no one can see him. Yeah, it's not bedtime. It's not bedtime yet. It's not so. the only game on where everyone's eyes are on him. So yeah. So fine. Kirk Cousins will be fine. Uh, the Lions and the Patriots. It's the Matt Patricia revenge game, if you will. Um, I'm going to go with Detroit on the road here against New England. Yeah, I am as well because I just the Lions can put up points. 
Patriots can't. It comes down to that. I mean, uh, hopefully they get Amon Ross St. Brown back. I think there's a chance he's resting this uh, this this week practice, as well. And Swift, today, he, he, yeah, Swift's probably Swift's be. out. Um, yeah. he's going to be out. But yeah. they, Jamal but they Williams were fine with Jamal Williams. So, right. Um, I think they're going to put up a ton of points. Hawkinson could again be a huge thing in in fantasy. So, you want to talk about another team that's on the the struggling decline, and that's the New Orleans Saints. They host Seattle this week. However. In New Orleans, I think the Saints will do enough to win this one. Jameis might be back this week. They will have Alvin Kamara back this week. I think that in its own right is enough to kind of give you the deciding factor here, even though I would love the Saints to keep losing because not only do the Eagles have that Saints pick, but the Saints pick right now is four. So Will Anderson. Every time I hear you. Welcome to the Philadelphia Eagles. You know what will be great? You know what would be just great and will be great? When the Eagles win the Super Bowl and then two months later draft Will Anderson. <laughs> not winning the Super Bowl. It's going to be great. Super Bowl. Um, By who? Buffalo? The Chiefs. Please. The Chiefs, the best quarterback in the NFL. Um, I'm going to go with the Seahawks because okay. fuck it. Because I, I don't think the Saints are very good. No, um, I don't either, but I and, and the Seahawks, you know, they're not great, but they can put up points. They just put up points against Detroit. Um, not that Detroit is, you know, a great team or Detroit anything. defensively may have like cerebral palsy. Like they are <laughs> they are bad. Wow. Um, <laughs> uh, uh yeah, I, I'm still gonna take the Seahawks. Fuck it. Why not? Okay. Take go for it. They can do it. I don't think the Saints are a very good team at all. Teddy Bridge, maybe, but maybe they'll just scratch him seconds before when no one's paying attention, like, like they did the other day. <laughs> Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater and the Dolphins uh, head to New York to play the Jets. Um, this is a tough one because Teddy Bridgewater is <laughs> just. <laughs> I'm gonna take the Dolphins. Yes, yeah, so am I. I heard some people <laughs> talking about the Jets having a like taking the Jets in this game, and I'm like, come on. Come on, let's be honest. It's still the Jets. Like, the Dolphins still have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Like, again, I've said it once. I've said it a thousand times. Me and you could be throwing to Tyreek Hill, and he'd still look as great as he looks. So, I, I just – the weapons in Dol- on the Dolphins' side are just too good. I, the Jets are bad. Uh, the Falcons and the Buccaneers. Uh, look, the Falcons have been a little bit of an interesting surprise so far. They're 2-2. Two and 4-0 two. against the spread. 4-0 against the spread. There you go. Uh, Tampa is looking upset. I, I just have a feeling like so, God, I, I feel bad for the Falcons this week because not only did the Buccaneers lose to the Chiefs on prime time, now Brady's getting a divorce. Brady's going to come out and throw like the game of his life. He's the, the Buccaneers may put 60 points on the Falcons this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Bucs. I mean, the Falcons, yeah, they've been a surprise here and there, and they've kept games close, but when it comes down to it, the Buccaneers should be a better team than the Falcons. I heard Giselle's going to be in attendance in a Falcons jersey. <laughs> Can't confirm or deny. <laughs> oh, um, uh, Titans and the Commanders. Oh, my God. Oh, get, ew. <laughs> you, 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 think, you think that stadium will be half full? It's in it's at FedEx Field, <laughs> Tennessee at Washington. Um, uh, God, I don't know who to pick, Taylor. I really don't. Uh, this I've is gone back and forth. Yeah, um, 
I think Tennessee is finding its recipe. Not that they're going to be a playoff team this year, but I think they're riding that like recipe of success that they had last year, where they just run Derrick Henry into the ground and rely on some of their defense. Tannehill can make some plays. The commanders just seem broken right now. Um, I'm, I'll go with the Titans. I originally had the commanders winning because I, my reasoning was the Titans aren't good. Uh, the commanders have been on a slide, so they are looking to get a win, but I just can't. I, I can't because the Titans, they show like their their defensive line is is pretty good. Um, I think that again, like they're going against Carson Wentz. Like he's gonna be running for his life again, I, I believe, and he'll probably get sacked a few times. And I just think that the commanders aren't good. And this is one of those games that tell me if I'm wrong. This game screams untimely pick six thrown by Carson Wentz to end the game. Yeah. I mean that that's his mo, is it not? I mean he's done it literally against the Titans, like twice <laughs> last year. Twice last year he did it against the Titans. So um, if that's any indication <laughs> last year to this year, uh, I think that yeah, uh, he probably will. So yeah, I'm taking the Titans. Mm, I forgot about that. Uh, Sarah, <laughs> San Francisco at Carolina. <laughs> um, at, look, San Francisco's defense facing Baker Mayfield. Um, Baker might not get out of this game alive. I'm taking San Francisco. Yeah, me too. Um, <clears throat> next game. Eagles, Cardinals. Um, I don't have to say anything, do I? No, I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll take the Eagles too. I mean, Oh, will you? Because it's the Cardinals. You suck. They're, un, they're undefeated. Um, Cardinals aren't that bad, but they're not a great team like the Eagles look like they are. So... Yeah, Jalen Hurts is going to have himself a day. Um, Cowboy, Cowboys at Rams. Um, this yeah, is like, where the Cooper Rush honeymoon goes to die. The, the Rams will win this one. No, nah, I'm taking the Cowboys in this one. I think the Cowboys defense. Are you really? Oh, yeah. you schmuck. I think the Cowboys defense frustrates the Rams enough. Because um, the Rams haven't been playing good, especially against good defenses. Like, they've been playing bad against good defenses. Mm-hmm. And so I just think the Cowboys have a great defense. I think that that's the only reason they're 3-1. and one. Um, and Cooper Rush has been doing enough. So I, I, in the upset, I'm taking the Cowboys to beat the Rams. All right. Cincinnati at Baltimore. This is going to be a great game. Um, really good game at Baltimore. Look, Baltimore needs to prove that they can hold leads. I think they truly can. They've only been losing 14 seconds this entire season. Um, I think the Ravens will beat the Bengals, who to me still don't look completely right. I really want to take the Bengals in this one, riding high off their uh, win last week. But um, yeah, I agree. Like, if the Ravens had won last week, I would have been felt more confident about picking the Bengals somehow. Sure. You know, um, but but the Ravens didn't win, and they need to not be two and two. Like, they need to get wins on the board. They should be four and zero. They should be four and zero. So they just they really need these this game. So I, I'm gonna go ahead and say Ravens as well. Kansas City hosts the Vegas Raiders on Monday Night Football, and we just talked about how Kansas City might be the best team in the AFC right now. So, I mean, I don't see that changing against the Raiders, who barely beat Denver. Um, I'm going to go with KC. Yeah, I'm going with Kansas City, too. I can't. I can't. I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to pick against Mahomes. You right just now. well, you just sat here and gaga over the Chiefs. It would be a little silly if you sat here and picked the Raiders to beat them at home. No, there's no way. 
<laughs> All right, let's go to our fantasy segment, Taylor. And before we get to our fantasy studs and duds, I'm sure the rumors will be flying around the Godzilla media world that a trade went down. I'm sure by the time this episode airs that everybody will know about said trade that occurred uh, between us, Taylor, mm-hmm. between us, Jalen Hurts. I Look, so I looked at my team and I, I had Brian Robinson coming off the active list and I know Dak's coming back and the way my depth looked, there was nobody I outright wanted to cut. So I knew I needed to find, seek out some trades and uh, you know, it, it just made sense. You had Jalen hurts and I was like, you know what, this, this makes sense. He's, you know, he's my baby this year in fantasy. I know he's your baby as well. Um, so I knew it wasn't going to be easy, but we decided to, uh, to do the damn thing. I gave you Brian Robinson, who's expected to be a very nice fantasy asset, Kyler Murray, Tyler Higby, and Jahan Dotson, which hurts a little bit, um, for Jalen Hurts, uh, Judy, and Zach Hurts. Um, yeah, I mean, when he first came to me, I was like, I don't really need to get rid of Jalen Hurts. But uh, the offer at first that you first gave me was garbage. Um, <laughs> low ball. Isn't that, start. isn't that usually how it goes? Yeah. I mean, your first offer should never be your best offer. I think in a trade, if you're negotiating, right. Yeah. Um, I'm, well, I mean, if it's your best offer and then they say, no, you don't really have anything to work off of because you already think you gave your best offer. Yeah. And if it's your worst offer and they say yes, then you're flying high. Cause then you're like, okay, I didn't have to give up anyone. Yeah, um, that so was easy. <laughs> so the first thing he's tried to do is giving me the entire dolphins, uh, committee of running backs and chase Edmonds. And, Not the um, entire committee edmondson mostert yeah that's two half of what the three they both have double digit points in the past three in past two weeks yeah but like they don't i'd I'd have to choose who to start every week so i didn't want to do that i wanted to avoid that because every week i'd be like oh do i start edmonds or do i start mostert i don't know um so we ended up i i said i wanted robinson because you know the unknown of robinson he could be really good he could be nothing um so i got robinson but then I didn't, there was that, that whole, maybe he's not good at all. And so I needed some more assurance there. And that's why I was able to work in Dotson. And I gave him Judy, Jerry Judy in return, uh, who is decent. But like you mentioned too, today is, is, you know, with Cortland Sutton there. And I have Sutton. Yeah. So it's like, and don't know if, if the Broncos offense can support two wide receivers. Um, and as for Murray, I mean, a downgrade from Jalen Hurts to Murray is like is not that bad. I mean, it's, I still got Murray who puts up points. Yeah, Kyler's been fine. Not, not, he's been serviceable and, and not more than serviceable. He's been a good quarterback. Jalen's been great, and so that's why I needed a little extra. And and you took Hurts from me, but I got Higby back. So Higby's Higby's okay. Uh, well, I, I feel and, good. And I mean, him, at least Hurts and Higby are kind of like uh, the same thing at this point. And yeah. you know, I mean, Hurts has been. <laughs> off to a decent start, but so is Higby. And I mean, it was really more the thing for Ertz is I needed a tight end that like actually, you know, is a tight end one on my roster for when Goddard's on his bye because our waiver wire is garbage. And uh, Higby has the same buy as Goddard. So Higby was literally doing me no good. None. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm happy with Higby. He had 14 targets last week, so I know you can't beat that. Like that, that's that's pretty damn good for a, t- a tight end. So uh, I, I'll take it. Um, that's like Antonio Gates' target numbers right that's, there. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like he's not going to do that every week, obviously, but he also has a game with uh, nine targets and 11 targets to start the season. So like, I, the production's there. The, the opportunity's there. The target share's there. So uh, I'm happy with it, especially uh, since if if Robinson can be good. And then I get an upgrade at my uh, flex position that I needed. Yeah. And I mean, the way I was looking at, like I have Mixon and I'm, I'm three and one and that's been without Camara two weeks. So, you know, I feel pretty good about where my team's at. My, you know, my depth didn't really change that much. I have the second most points, second or third most points forward in the entire league. So, you know, and that's like I said, without Camara. So mm-hmm. I feel pretty good about it. Um, I and just Dotson's Dott- like- uh, possibly out one or two weeks, but still, he, uh, once he comes back, he'll be a good yeah, throw in. He'll be fine. Um, and, and I think he's been one of the more exciting rookie wide receivers this year. Um, mm-hmm. obviously, Alave is probably number one on that list. Garrett Wilson's up there as well. Drake London, <laughs> Drake London but Dotson as a later round guy. Um, there was a lot of hype around Pickett, but Dotson's been, um, at least fantasy wise, better. Um, let's go to our fantasy studs and duds Taylor. And, you know, this week is going to be filled with a lot of, um, a lot of injury replacements, a lot of fill-ins. Uh, we're not at the buys yet, but the injuries are really starting to hit the fantasy community. As we all know, (laughs) uh, give me a stud for the week. All right. Um, my stud for the week, um, is going to be t- a tight end, actually. And you're, you're gonna like you're gonna like this. Um, not that you probably aren't starting him already, but uh, D- yeah, Dallas Goddard um, from Philly. Um, he's going up against Arizona, who's not very good um, defending the tight end. Um, Kelsey just the other day had 121 yards and a touchdown uh, in Week One, and you know, I think that he's gonna get a lot of opportunities if if the if the Eagles end up throwing the ball um, more than running it, um, Goddard is definitely going to be open in the middle of the field because this Arizona defense is not very good at um, defending the tight end in general. They they really haven't been for the last couple of years. They've been one of the worst teams in the league uh, against tight ends. So uh, I think Goddard is going to be uh, a stud this week. Um, if you have him, you're probably he's probably your only tight end. I was gonna say, I mean, if you have Goddard, play. unless you're in an eight-team league, is probably your starting tight end anyway. Yeah, well, I mean, if someone's you know looking between Goddard or like Hawkinson, actually Hawkinson, I I, I like this week too. But um, but yeah, I think Goddard's gonna have a, a monster game. I'm gonna go at the running back position. Same game though. Miles Sanders at running back for the Eagles. And, and I think he's a guy that when you looked at the Eagles last year, you thought running back by committee, Jalen Hurts takes a lot of those rushing attempts on his own, kind of like Lamar with Baltimore, kind of the same situation. So what is Miles Sanders really going to be? Um, but he is someone that has been playing way better than anticipated. And, you know, we talked about it earlier against the Jaguars. Um, and a lot of some of this was weather dependent, but carried the ball 27 times for 134 yards and had two tutties. Um, he was also involved in the passing game career high on the ground. So that 
came out to about 30 fantasy points and it was his best game of the year and probably his entire career. The thing about Miles Sanders is he's seen <laughs> at least he was, my, he was my dud last week. <laughs> was he your dud last week? Yeah, you remember? Because I because they were going up against the Jaguars. Oh, I was like, my I was like oh, the best d- defensive I league. And I was like, I was about like don't, that. don't Miles Sanders. I was wrong. Very much uh, wrong. <laughs> yeah, a career game. Um, so yeah. take that. Uh, but you know, <laughs> the thing about Miles Sanders looking forward, Taylor, uh, you know, he he's had at least 15 opportunities in every game this year, which is a substantial um consistent amount like you can't expect the 30 you saw in week four all the time but booby is definitely the lead back on the league's best rushing attack like boston scott has been in and out with injury kenny gainwell's not really pushing him for a lot of touches he's kind of more just spelling miles sanders right now trey sermon he got like three four touches as well not you know anything Trey Sermon. It was only active. Flashbacks to last year. He was only active because he was only active because Boston Scott had a rib injury. Um, But he faces the Cardinals this week in Miles Sanders, who have allowed over 23 fantasy points per game to running backs. And there's a ton of points um, to be had there. I think he could be a top five running back again this week. And in my defense, I didn't know that it was going to be a monsoon that they were playing in. Um, I probably would have changed my tune if I knew that they were going to be rushing as much as they may have. Like, obviously, they, they they rush, but I thought that there was going to be a lot of passing going on as well. And it turned out that, you know, it was no passing or not no passing, but you know what I mean? Like, it was a lot of leaning on the rush game, uh, which I didn't realize. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> he proved me wrong for sure. I mean, Miles Sanders is definitely after that game, how can you not start him every week? I mean, if he can do anything like that again, then you're, you're going to be starting him just for the boom uh, capabilities. Uh, but yeah. Duds. Time for some duds, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I've been going and I don't, I hate going running back, running back. Like I, like I did last week, but it just seems kind of obvious to me. Ah, <sighs> I don't know. I do have a dud on uh, the wide receiver position, but I don't think it's my does at the wide receiver. So, all right. So I'll, yeah. I'll stick to the running backs here okay. and, I, and I'm, and I'm going to go with Zeke. I don't think this has been, <laughs> he's a season long dud. Let's, I, I think he's a season long dud at this point, but you know, he's been getting plenty of volume, which is what people keep buying into. But the issue is he hasn't turned it into production, and he's yet to reach 15 fantasy points this year. Ezekiel Elliott has been horrible. He scored 10 or fewer in three of his first four games this year. Two targets or fewer in every game as well in the passing game. Lack of big plays um, paired with lack of pass game usage. He has a safe floor, but it's not a very good floor. And he, he he's touchdown dependent. And is that somebody, if you're drafting Zeke, Hopefully you didn't draft him as your RB one. If mm-hmm. he is your RB one, you're in trouble outside of the fact that he's touchdown dependent. This week is a matchup against the Rams who have been very tough against running backs this year. They allow the fewest fantasy points per game to running backs in the entire league. Third about 14 points. Um, it's a week to bench Elliot. If you can, um, which is hard to imagine that we're at this point, but 
he's not even the best back on the team. Mm-hmm. Tony Pollard is, and he was more productive against the Giants. He's always more productive. <laughs> and he was more productive last right. He's, like, he's always, more productive. always more productive. He is a more efficient back by any metric than, so, than Zeke. So do not if you and I assume if you have Ezekiel Elliott, you probably can't bench him, but you should. Maybe some people can. Uh, he's a flex play at best. And in fact, I would try to trade him for someone who might. I don't know who would ever take him. I don't know who would take him. There's people who will take him. There's people who will take him. Cowboys fans will take him. Anyway, um, but I don't even know if that's if, the case. If, if there's someone who needs a flex. Position, I'd rather have Naeem Hines. <laughs> I don't know about that. That's that's crazy talk. Uh, well, I mean, Hines does have a decent enough floor. He scores about nine points a game, and he like always scores nine points a game. So if that's what you're looking for, a consistent nine points a game, then go for Neiman Hines. But he almost never goes over that at this point because they're not using him correctly. He might, you know, tomorrow because Jonathan Taylor's not starting. I would hope he would, but um, but no. I mean, uh, Zeke is a a flex play, borderline at that. Like, that's it. Like you, you can maybe justify putting in your flex. If he's your starting running back one or two, God help you. If he's your starting running back one, <laughs> you're probably zero and four. Yeah, you probably unless your wide receivers are jacked, and even then, yeah, yeah, it's probably not pretty. Um, we have a couple minutes left. No, We're I'm not. My, my dud. Oh, you're dud. <laughs> All right, my dud. Um. I think it's pretty obvious at this point that this guy is just on an island of misery. Um, and that's DJ Moore. He he's playing. That was my wide receiver. Good. I'm glad you didn't go with it. Um, I'm glad I went with it. Yeah, no, I mean, DJ Moore. Oh, my God. The guy. You, 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 thought, you thought this year would be better with Baker Mayfield. You thought, like, he was the exact wide receiver that Baker likes. It's yeah. been a disaster. Been I have him in a league, and he's sitting on my bench. Yeah, you can't start him, and I, I, it's I almost cuttable. Honestly, I know people are trying to to catch him when he gets that boom, but I doubt if it ever is going to happen. I don't think it's happening against the San Francisco defense. They are yeah. arguably the best defense in the league. Um, Baker's going to be probably running for his life. It's going to be a rough going the whole way down. I think it's. I just don't think DJ Moore, DJ Moore is start over right now. Unless he shows life and like substantial life, I'd keep him on the bench firmly. Especially this week. Yeah, it's I, I was high on DJ Moore this <clears throat> this year, and I actually in one league took DJ Moore over Hollywood Brown. Whew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yikes. I don't know. Because no. Hollywood Brown's been He's pretty been good. good. Well, and I was thinking long term, Hollywood Brown's eventually going to be losing targets to DeAndre Hopkins too. He will, he will, and that that'll be an issue. But I still think he'll be decent enough when he comes back. Yeah, but I thought DJ Moore, like- clear wide receiver one. I thought the up passing game was going to get an upgrade. I mean, DJ Moore was good last year with the combination of Sam Darnold and PJ Walker. So, <laughs> well, it's close to having the situation. The conversation is: Is Baker Mayfield even worse than those guys? I mean. It could be. It looks like it. It could looks be. like it could be, honestly. Frustrating. Definitely uh, uh, frustrating. Um, we do have a couple minutes left. Um, 
We're at, we're at hour we're 38. At hour 38. Quick congrats to Aaron Judge for becoming seventh all time in Ding Dons in a single season. Um, I am thankful that I no longer have to watch my college football games in partial now because of the live look-ins to Aaron Judge getting walked. Um, so I'm, I'm excited about that. Excited to watch the Yankees disappoint in the playoffs like they always do. The Phillies are back in the postseason, Red October, all that fun jazz. Um, I don't think it really matters, Taylor. I think it's the Dodgers Astros at the end of the day. Um, you know, I know we don't really talk a lot of baseball, especially this time of year because we have football. Um, but you know, I, I think when it comes down to it, the Mets choked. Um, the Braves are playing well right now, but the Dodgers are the best team. When you look at the American League, the Astros are by far and away the most complete team. Um, I know the Yankees, you know, got off to the start that they did, but if you look at the volume and body of work over the entire season, I think it's the Astros. Um, and, and honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if they win the World Series. Yeah, I mean the Yankees are going to have the same issue they have every goddamn year in the goddamn postseason is that they don't can't have, pitch. They don't have the pitching to do it, and so it doesn't matter how good Aaron Judge is if you don't have the pitching to back him up. Um, and I had this conversation with somebody earlier, like Nestor Cortez should be your game one starter, but he's not making the money. So guess who it's going to be? Garrett Cole, and he has proven that he cannot show up in big games. Yeah, and um, it seems like we get an ace or someone we think is an ace and they put on the Yankee uniform, and uh, soon after in the season, they're they're just going down the tank. Um, I know, I, like, I like Cortez and Garrett Cole, you hope, can do well, and Sevy is Sevy. Um, I hope that they have enough, and I think that they have enough to maybe make it to a little bit deeper, not like lose in the first round or whatever. But I, I just I I, I don't know yeah. if they can make the playoffs. When it series. when it comes to the Phillies, I think I think they will beat St. Louis. I do think they'll beat St. Louis, but then they run into Atlanta, and mm-hmm. and I think you know they're they're not there yet. I mean, you never know division rival, but I'm I'm expecting them to beat the Cardinals. They played the Cardinals well during the regular season. Goldschmidt and Arenado have cooled off drastically. Um, So I like the Phillies to beat the Cardinals, but I'm not so sure it will go further than that. Like I said, uh, my prediction is honestly uh, Astros Dodgers with the Astros. I think think it's the Dodgers uh, uh, championship to lose, honestly. As it's been for the past five, six years. It's the same shit, different year. Um, That'll do it. Long episode. We tried to get it in as quickly as possible, but quite simply, it's hard to. We like um, football. We we like just to talk wait about till football. basketball's on too. I uh, know. Oh my god, that's right. <laughs> Everything starts or ends in October. I, like, I know. We got all four sports happening. Um, and, and the and the thing is, like Ben Simmons played against the Sixers the other night, and just oh, like awful, awful. <laughs> He was awful. Um, it was hilarious. Ben Simmons things. It was, it was funny watching him take free throws and Shocker. clank them both. Shocker. Um, Fade away middies, clanking them. <laughs> sounds about right. Yeah, that, that tracks. Um, yeah, it's going to be exciting once, you know, because we're going to have to talk about basketball too here. We're going to have to have to fit that in with, with a football episode um, here 
later on this month. And it'll get tricky because there's going to be a couple episodes that Taylor may have to do solo as well. But we will cross that bridge when we get to it. Um, That'll do it for Sports with a Z and a T. This entire episode, our Twitter accounts have been going across the bottom of the screen. Our show Twitter account is at sports underscore podcast, as well as mine and Taylor's at zbrice21 and at tlats with two T's and two S's. We are presented by Godzilla Media, sponsored by John So Supply in Troy, Mohawk, Honda, and Saving Face Barbershop up in Saratoga Springs. You can catch this and every episode on Spotify, Apple, and YouTube if you want to see our lovely smiling faces. I do recommend it, and you get to see the cameo of Otis in a dragon costume this episode. So, you know, you know, it's 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 great. You know, it's pretty cute. I'll, I'll say that it's pretty cute. He's it, he's yeah, he's, a, cute. he's asleep right now. Thank God. No, um, he was wild to start the episode. He was wild. Wow. He was. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you when you see people outside and you think they're a threat, you know, you gotta. He's a guard dog, yeah. Yeah, he think he likes to think so. Um, Taylor, enjoy the weekend. Uh, long holiday weekend. My God, um, holiday weekend. What holiday Col- is that? Columbus Day. Oh, yeah. I don't get it off. So. Oh, I do. Ha, sucks to suck. Um, I need to find a uh, golf mm, day, Indigenous Peoples Day. Yeah, that thing. Yes. <laughs> I don't care what it is. If I have off, I'm happy. Okay. Um, I need, I need to get some golf in because that time is quickly coming to an end and it's very depressing. Well, the Colts um, play on Thursday. So hopefully they tomorrow, hopefully they well today. If you're listening today, to um, uh, hopefully they can get a win and then I can watch Thursday, uh, Sunday in peace, not having to worry about my team. You can watch, yeah. You can watch the real that. teams win and I can't wait to get like a new, new sweatshirt. You know, it's going to be like Super Bowl champions, Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. In the episode, we're good. <laughs> uh, everybody have a good weekend. We will catch you next week. Uh, enjoy the football. Enjoy the first round of the MLB playoffs. See ya.